What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and welcome back to Founders Journal, my audio diary made public for the world. This show gives you, the business builder, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew. My goal is to help you think better in order to build better. And on today's episode, I want to talk about what I've learned about leading a company through crisis, whether that be internal crisis or whether that be external crisis. Let's hop into it. So I want to start by being very clear about this. I am not perfect at managing a company through crisis. I am a first-time founder who is five years into his career, so it's impossible for me to be perfect. But I will say that 2020 and now (laughs) seven days into 2021, there has been enough turbulence that I feel like I have enough reps under my belt, enough mistakes that I've made, and enough learnings to share with you what my experience has been. And by the way, I think there's a ton of literature out there about leadership. But in doing research for this episode, I believe that most of the leadership content out there is wildly unhelpful because it isn't grounded in lived experience and real world examples. And so my hope is to provide you with a framework for navigating crisis as a leader, but also with examples to go along with that framework. So to set the stage, I would say that there have been four examples of crisis that my co-founder and I have had to navigate the company through in the last 12 months. The first was the arrival of coronavirus to US soil and the immediate move that we had to make to be fully remote. The second was the ruthless killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and so many others, followed by global protests against systemic racism and violence against marginalized communities in this country. The third was the sale of a majority stake in Morning Brew to Business Insider in late 2020. And the fourth, most recently, like literally in the last few days, was the attack on the Capitol by pro-Trump ralliers on the day that the Electoral College was scheduled to confirm Joe Biden's victory. And while all four of these events were clearly very different, I do believe that as a leader, They have taught me a number of key lessons about leading a company during tumultuous times. So without further ado, the first lesson, do not go into hiding. The worst thing that a leader can do during a time of crisis is to disappear into the background, especially in a remote environment where your connection to your team is over Zoom, Slack, and email versus in person. Making your presence glaringly obvious is of paramount importance when running a company. Think about it from the employee's perspective. When unexpected things are happening in the world or in the company, the first place an employee will look for guidance is to their department head and the leaders of of the company. If the leaders of the company are nowhere to be found, what message does that send to the employee? It implicitly says to them, Hey, you're on your own. Go figure it out for yourself. So here's how we dealt with that as a company yesterday. So while everything was happening at the Capitol, my co-founder Austin wrote in our main Slack channel, quote, hi all at channel. Just wanted to send a quick message saying, if you feel the need to take some time, given everything going on, do not hesitate to. 
If you need anything, feel free to DM or text me, end quote. It was a simple message, but by showing everyone in our company that the founders are here, they're clearly aware of what's going on, and they acknowledge that this is mentally draining for everyone. And anyone who needs time or space away from work should absolutely take that. This small thing, this small message was all that needed to be done for employees to feel understood and to feel comfortable taking care of themselves. So the first lesson was don't hide in the background. The second lesson for leading during crisis, customize care. I think a lot of managers and founders forget this very simple statement. Employees are human beings. They are all different. They are all motivated differently. They all have different levels of confidence, have different types of interests, and process information differently. And what that means as leaders is we can't expect that one type of care or communication to work in the same way for every single employee. In the previous example that I gave, some employees will feel comfortable to stop working and take care of themselves after hearing the message from Austin in our Slack channel once. For other employees, they'll need to hear a message over and over and over before believing it to be true or right. When you think about your communication strategy around crisis, ask yourself if you've built it to accommodate many different types of personalities and different types of people. I also think this means that a leader's actions need to be both scalable and unscalable. This is what I mean by that. The scalable things are the automated ones, the email or the Slack message to all employees, the announcement at your company all hands. The scalable strategies will be good for making sure your presence is felt during a crisis, but the scalable strategies will not be good for customizing your care. That's where more one-on-one -on -one touch points come into play. The way you prioritize your one-on-one -on -one touch, one -on -one touch points is by making them opt-in and having a good relationship with your HR or people partner at your business. Here's what I mean by that. In Austin's message to the company I shared a minute ago, by letting people know that he could be reached by text or DM, he opened up the opportunity for people to feel comfortable reaching out to him and letting him know what's on their mind. Obviously, that's great. Obviously, some people will opt in and actually reach out to Austin. But of course, no matter how many times you tell your team that you're accessible, some people still won't feel comfortable reaching out, which is why I think the other tactic is to have strong communication with your HR partner. By feeling comfortable reaching out to our head of HR and asking them if there's anyone at the company that could benefit from myself or Austin reaching out, it allows us to focus our unscalable communication time on the people that will really benefit from it. That's the second lesson. Customize your care for your employees. The third lesson about crisis leadership, be humble enough to know you're going to fuck it up. Maybe if you're a seasoned executive that has managed many companies through many crises, you have the playbook and execution down to a science. But at least for fresher leaders and managers like myself, you cannot expect to get it all right. Every crisis is different, every company is different, and every company has a different culture. So while there are general lessons you can carry from crisis to crisis, the execution is never going to look the exact same. And Austin and I have had several fuck-ups during these four company crises, from not over-communicating enough during Morning Brew's sale process, 
to not talking to individual employees enough during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement last summer. We had to not be okay with, but acknowledge the fact that we could have done better. No employee likes to hear from a manager or leader that's never wrong. And especially during a time of crisis, feeling frustrated with a leader's handling of something and then not seeing them own up to the mistake not only makes an employee resentful, but it makes them lose trust in their leaders. Fuck-ups are inevitable. I've made them and I will make them in the future, no, no matter how prepared or how hard I try to be going into them. But owning up to them when they happen is so essential. So that is the third crisis leadership lesson. You are going to make mistakes. You have to be humble enough to own up to them. The fourth and final lesson in crisis leadership is being decisive. In so many crisis situations, there's no perfect answer or playbook for how to handle things. But doing nothing or saying nothing to your team is typically the wrong answer. My approach to managing crisis is to take in information to understand the full extent of a situation, use that information to come up with a few ways in which we can communicate with our company and our team, and then moving forward confidently with the communication plan that we decide to go forward with. I will say it is a very careful balance though. You don't want to take in the information, feel a rush of adrenaline in the moment, and then make a decision while your blood is pumping and your heart is making decisions instead of your head. But what you also don't want to do is take in information, process it slowly, come up with possible ways to communicate to your team, decide a plan of attack, question that plan of attack, move backward, come up with another solution, move forward with that solution, question that solution, and then act when it's too late and your response falls on deaf ears. As it related to the recent run on the Capitol, Austin and I watched as the events unfolded, as things escalated from protests to insurrection at the Capitol building. And finally, we said to ourselves that not only is this horrific what's happening in our nation's capital, but as people and citizens, we have to understand that this is going to impact people and impact their ability or desire to do the work that they do, which is absolutely understandable. It was a dark spot in American history that we'll literally be telling our kids and our grandkids about decades from now. So once we had enough information, once we knew that things were really escalating, that's when we decided it was right to let the team know we're here, that we understand how everyone is trying to process this, and that taking care of yourself and your mental state is more important than work right now. It's a very careful balance, but leaders must figure out how to make quick decisions with their head while not acting quickly with their heart or not acting at all. So to recap, crisis leadership is an art, not a science, and is something that I continue to work through as a young founder. But I've learned four lessons that have helped to guide me through our most recent company crisis in the last few days. The first is don't hide, stay visible to your team. The second is customize the care you give to your organization. The third is be humble and admit when you're wrong. And the fourth is be decisive with your head. Now, I put it to you, Founders Journal listeners, what am I missing from my playbook? What other lessons could I leverage to be a more effective leader during crisis? Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. I'd love to hear from you. And in upcoming episodes, I'd love to share with other listeners 
what is the fifth, sixth, and seventh thing that I should keep in mind as I lead my team through inevitable crisis that happens in the future. Thanks as always for listening to Founders Journal. I have the most amazing listeners and community in the world. And my goal, as I've always said, is I want to help you think better in order to be a more effective business builder. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll talk to you all soon. Take it easy. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.